thing he said was, my back hurts. And the third thing he said was, thank you, God, I'm alive. Hallelujah. Our God is good. He's a healer. He's a forgiver. He's a redeemer. And you know something? He can take a mess and turn it around into something marvelous. Our God is good. Hallelujah. With that being said, I want to welcome you this morning to visiting with us. As you take the time to fill up your visit card, you'll find in front of you place and all the place. Comes around so we can have a regular visit. We would greatly appreciate that. If you're joining us online this morning, we want to welcome you as well. Encourage you to be right here in the sanctuary with us. There's a lot going on about Nazareth, and you need to get off the couch and into the sanctuary and start experiencing what God is doing. In fact, I often say it all the time, even from the pulpit, you can't go with God and stay in the same place you are in. You gotta get up, you gotta get moving. God's got work for you to do, God's got people for you to see, places for you to be. Souls to be one, and you know what? It's really hard to do on your computer. Do it face to face. Amen. It's time for us to do that. Let's get back into the zone and back into witnessing, back into evangelizing, and back into sharing the gospel. Well, my goodness, we have a lot going on at Rock Saturday. I'll share with you a little bit about what's happening at the upcoming event today. Number one, today at 4 o'clock, if you're on the ministry team, the ministry meeting, we have that there today. You need to be there. Uh, coming up the 15th, we have our prayer breakfast at 7 a.m. That's Saturday. Uh, we're going to have a security meeting at 8.30, followed by the Advent team meeting at 10 on that Saturday, 15th. We have our Operation Christian Child fundraiser meal coming up the 14th. We're selling tickets for that right now. So get your tickets. Don't get left out. Instead, come and be a part of that. I believe there is uh, a couple of bunches today. I'm going to let Sister Esther tell you about that later on when she's ready to do that. Uh, she'll be able to it a lot better than I can. October 21st is our OCC fundraiser Chick-fil-A night. That's going to be between 5 and 8 p.m. on that Friday the 21st. You need to get out there and get yourself a Chick-fil-A sandwich and mention Operation Christmas Child. You're also going to see some of our youth, some of our church members out there working and trying to get people to stay OCC, trying to give out some shoe boxes. And if you're really, really fortunate, you'll find me dressed up as a shoe box. Praise God. You want to come and be a part of that. That is a lot of fun, and I'm excited about that, and that's one of those few times in my life that I get to just let my hair down, amen? So, I enjoy it, and I invite you to come be a part of that with us. Uh, coming up the 22nd, we are having our yard sale, which is also a uh, fundraiser for Operation Christmas Sound, and you can get in contact with the office for a little bit more about that and what tables are possible there. And so please start first and consider being a part of that. Other than our normal services tonight at 6 o'clock, we'll have our normal evening worship, 4.30. We'll have our Chicago slash Brown practice. Wednesday night, Bible study, prayer service, sitting right here in the sanctuary. And our normal major Bible study on Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. And men's Bible study on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. I think that's all of our upcoming events. Uh, that being said, DJ has an
just hope that uh, I didn't start uh, getting emotional as nearly as I was in the song service. All these songs, I realized how God gave them to me to uh, try to help me through this time. So, this song is nearly
sign up for a job at the airport to do some undercover security, wondering if suspicious characters were listening in. I uncovered some incredible jewelry. I was awarded a batch of medals. I got married. I met the puppy. Now, just playing the time. Well, you know, I was amazed. And I walked back around in front and I asked my neighbor, I said, how much do you want for that talking dog? Dog is amazing. He said, Why on earth would you tell him to take ten dollars? And I looked at him and said, Because he's a liar, he's never been out of the yard before. Oh, bless you, man of the Lord. You have your Bibles with you.
conflict that brings you into combat with the things of this world, with people of this world, with the devil himself, and with your own talked about last week that every Christian has a struggle with the world, with his own flesh, and with the devil. However, we still like to view it as a one kind of decision. I came down the aisle and I made a decision. You know, you totally surrendered that chair and that time. Wrong. It's a daily choice. It's a daily battle. It's a daily struggle.
said commitment, which was saying is, you are Lord, and I will follow you. Two times he says, this is a shortcut. Well, why are we going that way when we could go? This is easier. This is less of a struggle. We don't know what's coming. We don't know if the world has a struggle. That conflict I fight the most is what I want and what I think shouldn't be done. That's the conflict that most Christians can have. We can lay aside our other temptations. We can lay aside our other conflicts. We can stand up and be moral people and do that aside when it comes to following Jesus on the cross. We say, Lord, I know a better way. Really, we call it God's will or my will. God's will or my will. What is worse? The Apostle Paul's wife this morning. Let's look at the circumstances. She is in conflict. Remember now? And part two of the classic of the cross. Number one, we look at the controversy. And then the world looks at Christian controversy and says, You guys are in controversy. And everywhere you go and everything you say. They look at us that way. They hold us that way. And they try their best to paint us as controversial. Isn't that a shame? Well, the world now looks at Christians and say, Christians are the problem. I don't know about you, but that's the most absurd statement I've ever heard. Christians aren't the problem. The lack of God's Word is the problem. If we would get back to God's Word, there would be no more issues. How many of you know that if we obeyed those simple Ten Commandments, there would be no more theft, there would be no more murder, there would be no more adultery, no more broken hearts, there would be none of it if we just stay in God's Word. The Apostle Paul, one of my favorite people in the world, I've so much from him. Not just good things, but some things I learned on what not to do. Look at Paul's life in first century to see if he experienced any conflict. Look at the Acts chapter 16. And we're going to read verses 1 through 10. This is our base paragraph today. Remember, we're looking at the Christ of the cross, the conflict. When a believer picks up the cross and starts following Jesus, not only do they experience controversy, but they experience conflict. We know there's conflict with the world, we know there's conflict with the devil. Wait a minute. 
Again, the meat was full again. They went through the cities. They delivered to them the decree to keep. Now, what decree did they give? They needed to go back to Acts 16 and read those decrees. Get all those decrees and say, don't be fornicating. Incidentally, I'm going to go ahead and lay it out right now. Sex before marriage is a sin. If you are playing married, it's sinful. If you're living with somebody and not married, it's sinful. It's called fornication. If you're married to someone else and having sex with somebody else, it's called adultery and it's sinful. You can see already the controversy of Christian morals in the world. It's going to go like this. They release controversy. But it also brings controversy that Christians can't do. They can't do. Verse 4, we read here in Acts 16, Paul went to the cities delivered to them the decrees to keep. And the decree that said was, hey, don't fornicate. Don't eat things sacrificed to idols. To do these things, oh, don't forget the poor. You'll fill it up. I didn't read anything about being circumcised. Yet he took this young man named Timotheus because his daddy was a Greek and his mama was Jewish. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in numbers daily. Look again, verse 6. Now, when they had gone to Pergia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Look at here again in verse 6. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Verse 7. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia. The Spirit did not permit them. Sometimes I wish we had a different version of the Bible because what
What happened there? What happened with the Apostle Paul? What couple of things happened? So before I get ready, let's start with the object. Verse 2, he prophesied Timothy. Yet he goes around to the other church and says, you don't need to follow the Jewish law. You don't need to do that. This is the thing you need to do. Don't eat things, sacrifice to idols. Don't be fornicating. Don't be committing adultery. Don't forget the poor. Stay in God's will, and you're going to be just fine. This seems good to us, and this seems good to the Holy Ghost.
I don't want them to be mad at me. It's a tragedy. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him Jesus, all the kingdoms of the world, in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All oh, this authority I will give you and your glory, and this has been delivered to me, and I give it to you. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only, and his staff son. As I said before, this is the second temptation of Jesus according to the gospel of Luke. Now what does temptation mean? Well, listen to me now for just a second. It isn't a temptation to fall down and worship the devil. I don't know about you. I did not grow up a Christian. But never once was I tempted to get on my knees and worship a red-tailed horned thing with a pitchfork. How about you? Most of us don't. Most of us say, I ain't worshiping that. Most of us aren't worshiping anything. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. The temptation isn't to worship the devil. The temptation is to take a shortcut. You see, Jesus is destined. Now, I want to make this as real as I can for you. Jesus is destined to be King of kings and Lord of lords. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He's destined to do this. And what the temptation is, is Jesus, you don't have to go through three and a half years of pain, of misery, of Jews arguing with you, of circumcision fighting with you, of people getting offended at you. You don't have to go to the cross. All you got to do is bow down and worship me. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. You can be king of kings and lord of lords without the cross. Do you see the shortcut here? And the apostle Paul Great Britain today with its head of the king. 
we look at other empires and kingdoms of the world today, and not what they used to be. Just listen a little bit. Not 80 to 90 years ago, an empire that had taken over Asia and the world. An empire which involved history as well as I do. Six million of them placed in the oven. Six million of them burned and murdered and tortured and killed. My father saw the picture. And my great grandfather saw the picture. And then there were six Could you imagine Paul, 
returned from Asia to go into Bithynia where the Spirit of Jesus was baptized. And where in the world is Bithynia? Let's look back here. Bithynia, take a look with me there on the screen. It was an ancient region, kingdom and Roman province in the northwest of what? Where did the Holy Ghost tell him not to go? Adjoining the Sea of Marmara, the Bosphorus, and the Black Sea. It bordered Mysia to the southwest, Paphlagonia to the northeast along the Pontic coast, and Persia to the southeast towards the Assyrian. There's a map of it right there. This thing's meaningless. That's right. Look underneath the B I T H of Bithynia. What does that word say? Asia. Where did the Holy Spirit tell him not to go? Asia. And where did he try to go? Asia. The conflict. We think it's going to come from the world. We think it's going to come from the devil. But the real conflict is whether or not he is the leader of the world. Did the apostle Paul? I want you to think about this. Did he try to join him? Well, I know you said not to go in Asia, but I'll try to stop. Come to my gift, they tried to go into fear, but the Spirit did not permit them. As I said before, in other Bibles, you see the phrase, the Spirit of Jesus propelled. That phrase isn't used nearly as often as the Holy Spirit did. It was almost as if, it was almost as if the Apostle Paul needed a little special personal urging from Jesus to say, Don't disobey, don't go, don't. Do that. There's a reason you can't see. That's where we're right now. You've been involved in a conflict. You're involved in something that you need to say you're doing God's will, but you show your own will. And it's done nothing but fun. And I wish the Holy Ghost would speak to me when he gets to it. He said, I wish Jesus would speak to me. He gave us his word, and he showed us what to do, and he showed us how to do it. Here's the Apostle Paul. I want to get into Bithynia. I want to go into Asia. Instead of going into Asia completely, I'm just going to Bithynia. And the Spirit of Jesus is going to be there. Did Paul learn anything from this? Did Paul learn anything from this? I want you to look at this. He all meets somebody. He gets that vision of a man of Macedonia. And he turns around and he goes the other direction to Macedonia where he preaches and he teaches and he meets a woman who sells purple. And I'll bet you you know her name. He begins ministering to her. He begins 
leading her. And the Bible says she becomes a believer, and then her whole household becomes a believer. In fact, Paul and his team often wonder, where did that church come from? Paul didn't get to go there. As far as we know, he never had a chance to make it there. Yet, when we get into Revelation, we've got a letter written by the Pastor, I need to come to know you. I agree. We do. We 
accomplished nothing. They're nothing. They're nothing. All the years I've been alive, there's never been a day in which someone hasn't been angry with me. It's going to happen again, too, I think. Don't be afraid of controversy. Don't be afraid of controversy. Be afraid of what happens when you get saved. Perhaps you say, Pastor, I need to be a part of this church. I'm going to ask you today to go in and come down. Cover the earth. Be a part of what God is doing in Los Angeles. Be a part of what God is calling you to. Don't say, I've got a better way and I want to make it your way.
four o'clock and miss the team meetings. Well, I'm going to miss the team. You can do that. If you're not going to miss the team, I'll ask you to get with me and want to do that and then get on the docket for the next time. So uh, that's how that works in your projection. Uh, the next thing that we have is what's going to start to start right here in September. Also, don't forget uh, ladies' Bible study, Tuesday at 9.30 and at 6.30 p.m. Don't forget Wednesday night Bible study right here at 6.30 and then Bible study. Also coming up Saturday, very special day. We have men's prayer breakfast at 7 a.m. You don't want to miss that out. That's uh, sausage, gravy, eggs, bacon, sausage, patty, fruit, salad, what's not the like. You need to be there. Come and be a part of that. Uh, don't forget, Tuesday uh, meeting at 8.30 and Advertising meeting at 10 30. All coming up on Saturday. So I think that's it for our announcements. We've got most of our OCC things coming up. And some of you have that in the bulletin. I'll do a couple minutes to them all about it. So hopefully you've got that. And if you're seeing last minute questions, present questions, comments, can you go to the button? Not to throw that word of prayer. And I'm going to close with this day. Father God, I come to you now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for this day. It's been a hard day, Lord, for me. And several people get sick today, Lord, and I thank you for blessing them, Lord, and love. Thank you for healing, Lord God, and bringing them safely back to you. Have several of them not traveling, Lord. Let them know their love and pray for them. Bring them safely back to you. As we go throughout our day today, we will communicate with the people of our house. I want pray, Father God, that you prepare us. Put on the armor, Lord God, that we be able to stand in the devil's office, stolen, hurled, and hidden darkness. Lord, I also pray that we would die to ourselves, Lord, that we might come up to you with you. Be glorified in all that we do and say, and wherever we go, and bring us safely back to you. We have to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all.